Welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast, where we talk to expert entrepreneurs and thought leaders to help guide you in pursuit of financial freedom. Presented by Rory Brazel, the money mentor and expert in the field of life-centered financial planning. Through this podcast series, we wish to inspire people to live their dreams and to look after themselves for a long, successful and happy life. And now, it's over to our host, Rory Brazel. Hello all, and you're very welcome today to our Life Without Limits podcast. This is the first podcast of the new year 2021. I hope you're all well. Today, I am going to talk about uh, my journey experience in the last year or so uh, to becoming Ireland's first registered life planner via the Kinder Institute of Life Planning. So to uh, rewind 2009, I got the idea that I wanted to set up my own business, Brazil Financial Planning. In the years before that, going right back to day one, start of financial services career in 1997, I started with New Ireland Assurance, large uh, life insurance pension and investment company. Uh, great experience, all the amount of uh, education, learning, friendships, good times uh, that I received from uh, New Ireland was uh, absolutely fantastic. I spent seven years there, moved on to uh, a corporate broker called Aracus Brokers in 04. And I worked as a financial advisor there between 04 and 09. Uh, it was mainly a general insurance brokerage and it had uh, a significant enough financial services area, a team of eight staff. We had uh, four advisors, four support staff split between Dublin and Cork. Back then, uh, good times, but at the same time, crazy days, uh, Celtic Tiger, booming Irish economy, booming property market. Um, we were so busy with everything in, in relation to financial products, but in particular mortgages. Um, at the same time, I would say a bit of an obvious statement, but Ireland was actually, you know, going a little bit too fast, like the whole world. And it all came to a, a shuddering halt in 2008 with the uh, collapse of the banks and uh, the, the collapse of, of the world economy, really. Um, I remember in the year previous, in 2007, uh, you know, as I said, Celtic Tiger, uh, everybody was flying. Uh, I was doing very well, both in business and personally. I was due to get married later on in that year to uh, Orla in 2007. And I had this kind of feeling, okay, I'd like to set up my own my own business, my own financial services business. But I think things were going so well back then. Uh, I nearly kind of put it to the back of my mind and said, why would I change these things? I was looking at other, other pals that had done it in the last few years and going, yeah, maybe I'd want a bit of that. Maybe I want to, you know, control my own thing. And... Uh, you know, control my destiny as such, but I just, things were going so well, I felt, okay, well, you know, why do I need to change it now? So time, um, time took over, time kind of passed by, and we had the global 
the global crisis in 08 and then going into the first few months of 09 I kind of had that feeling again okay uh, I really I'm what 32 now uh, I'd like to start my own business um, it wasn't because, you know, business levels were down on the back of the crisis or anything like that. It was just I had that kind of nagging feeling that I'd like to do something for myself and I'd like to set up a business that can serve my clients in my own uh, in my own unique way. So uh, I was kind of pondering on that in the uh, in the months of 2009. I remember I've told this story before. I was at a wedding in the summer of 2009 and a good pal of mine who'd set up his own business in uh in recent years in the uh, telecoms area basically said to me because I was talking about other offers I'd had and you know kind of you know there was part of me saying well if I move to another brokerage it's, it's just going to be the same stuff really and I think I was having this conversation with my pal on the day over uh, a couple of glasses of wine and uh, he basically said Rory if you don't set up your own business I'm just not going to talk to you again he put it he put it that blatantly and we, we had a bit of a laugh about it, but it kind of, it was the push that I needed. He said, go for it. He said, you know, you're young, absolutely go for it. You've got the experience, go for it. And I had a lot of, uh, a lot of respect and admiration for what he'd done in recent years. He was a similar age, maybe a year older than me, maybe. So that was, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, the sign that I needed. So uh, I had a chat with, uh, with my wife, Orla, and Brazil Financial Planning then was formed in late 09. The upside is we were married, what, over two years, the only real commitment. Well, of course, we all need a salary, uh, but the other commitment I had outside uh, outside uh, receiving my salary, of course, on the outgoing side was uh, a significant mortgage. So, uh, but we didn't have any kids. We've three, uh, we've three young daughters now, Sally, what, age nine, Jessie, six, and Ellen, four, but back in 09, we didn't have any kids. So there was a bit of freedom to make a choice like that in terms of a business uh, decision. Um, but on the other side of it, I was saying, okay, there's no guarantee here of a salary, of an income. Um, but like a lot of things in life, I said, okay, I really, really want to do this. I'm going to trust my gut on this. I'm going to back myself. I believe in myself. And if it doesn't work out for whatever reason in the future, I can adapt and change and I've made a lot of kind of big calls in my life on that basis, knowing, well, there's a fair chance it's going to work out. But if it doesn't, I know that I can change things. And that has served me well over the years. So, um, 09, starting off, the biggest thing was get clients in. Uh, thankfully, we grew the business slowly in the first couple of years because, of course, we were still in that kind of deep recession uh, between 09 and, let's say, 2012. And then steadily it grew and grew. Had a couple of support staff. Uh, I was the, the the only financial advisor in the business, and up until I would say late twenty fifteen, I spent uh, all my time giving uh, financial advice in the areas of investment, savings, pensions, mortgages, and protection products such as income protection. And that covered uh, a vast kind of uh, array of clients from employees to business owners, company directors, self-employed. And thankfully it grew, happy clients. Um, fast forward to probably January 16, I'm having that kind of similar kind of feeling, that scenario where you're sitting there at the desk 
you're looking at a blank piece of paper going, okay, we're back to zero in the sales game. How are we going to get in X amount of income turnover in the next 12 months? Or even better, how are we going to grow it again by bringing in an extra 10 or 20%? Um, and what I kind of realized in, in, that, in that period in January 16 was I was getting fairly tired. I'd had it for a while, but I was getting fairly tired of the same old mundane thing going from, you know, effectively selling financial advice like it. There was nothing wrong with uh, delivering particular products to clients, but at the same time, it was going from client to client to client, from transaction to transaction to the next one. This is where I started to look at financial planning. Now, at this time in 2016, um, I would say financial planning wasn't wasn't new to the Irish market, but it was very much in the early stages. Uh, other countries, namely America, uh, Canada, Australia, and the UK, were far more advanced in the area of financial planning. So what I did at that time was I read a lot, did a lot of research, investigation on financial planning, how it worked in other countries and how I could deliver this particular service to my own existing and of course new clients. So later on uh, that year, 2016, I made my first trip to London, the first of many, uh, and I continue to do that to always give myself a chance in terms of personal development and picking up new skills and resources in the area of financial planning. Um, what can I say, the last five years from changing that kind of financial advice model into financial planning, the feedback that I have received from my clients is incredible. And it's just the biggest thing I would say is we have some real conversations now in terms of providing an overall comprehensive financial plan that aligns with an individual or a family's personal goals and objectives. And it comes back to that thing about adding significant meaning into the whole thing. So as you've probably gathered, I've always, uh, I'm always trying to improve. So we bring it forward then to 2019. I've had a good few years between 2016 and 2019 in the financial planning space, having great success for myself and my clients. And I'm at an event in uh, late 2019, a financial planning event in London. And I'm having a cup of coffee at the interval uh, with an old uh, UK colleague of mine, an advisor. And we're shooting the breeze about the previous year, what's ahead for the following year in 2020, the difference between the Irish and the UK market. And he tells me a story about uh, this new program that he's going on, two-day event in London in February 2020 via a group called the Kinder Institute of Life Planning. Now, I had heard over the, the, the recent years, I'd heard of that name, but all I really knew was that the Kinder Institute of Life Planning provided training to financial advisors globally in the area of life planning and how to link that into your financial planning business. That's all I knew. So I had a really good chat uh, that day with that uh, particular colleague and mulled it over them for a few days after when I got back home, uh, looked at the website and said, okay, if I want to bring this financial planning thing to another level to include life planning, which essentially is the most important thing to focus on somebody's life, 
their goals and objectives, their dreams, and then link in the financial part on the back of it. That's where I needed to go. So I booked it, um, put the deposit down, booked the flights, the hotel, the whole lot, ready to go into the new year 2020. Um, we start hearing rumours of some virus mid-February, COVID, and at that time it was very, uh, very kind of unknown, um, a bit scary, of course. And I was just looking ahead going, oh, I wonder will I be going on this event in the next couple of weeks. So I made contact with the uh, with a coordinator in the Kinder Institute and uh, was told that I was going ahead. And I was very thankful for that. I was looking forward to it. And it was lucky that it did happen in that last couple of days of February, because two weeks later, the whole uh, COVID-19 um, situation exploded uh, globally. So... Uh, I get on uh, my early morning flight around the 28th of February. Uh, as I, you know, I was well used to this routine over the years from going over to mainly London to different kind of financial planning and investment events. Uh, so that particular day I was flying into Gatwick uh, and then I hopped on the Gatwick Express, got the train in, whatever, only about a half an hour and I would have said at this stage, compared to my first couple of trips to London, that I was getting a, a reasonable level of confidence around the crazy thing that is the uh, London Underground. So, uh, but on this day, obviously a little bit distracted or maybe overconfident, I don't know. I hopped on the wrong uh, the wrong tube and it brought me on a different line and what should have been a two-stop journey for, what, 10 minutes turned into an eight-stop journey that took about 45 minutes. So... I was sitting there across the tube on on whatever morning it was, a Wednesday or Thursday morning, uh, packed in London. and But at the same time, I wasn't too panicked because I knew where I was going. Uh, and I knew the location, I knew the building because I'd been there before. So uh, I get to the building, but I'm probably about a half an hour late. As I said, not overly, uh, not overly stressed. Uh, checked in, got the name badge got into the lift up to the top floor. And I, I think the reason why I probably felt, uh, you know, not, not too stressed out about the whole thing is I had this kind of visualization that I was going to go into the same room that it was in last time in this building, which was a big conference hall. And you could just sneak in the back and say, right, that's it, I'm in now, I'm a latecomer, but nobody even noticed. Uh, but what do you know, I get out of the lift and I walk down the corridor and I turn a corner and I just see this open plan setting, a small room, a small area, with about six advisors sitting in a semicircle with two trainers sitting at the top of that semicircle, a really close, intimate setting, like you just walked into somebody's living room. And I was going, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. And there was this, this hush, this quietness, uh, maybe a giggle or two. And then thankfully the trainers, uh, Louis and Justin, basically like everybody else, they were so warm, they were so welcoming. And uh, I got straight in. They, they gave me the opportunity to go straight into it and say who I was, my experience as an advisor in Ireland over the last 10 years and why I uh, decided to make the trip to the, uh, to the particular course that day. So that was a nice way for me to settle in. And all I can say is the day that I had and the following day, uh, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on both days, in terms of what we learned in listening skills and how to relate to our clients better and how to relate to our friends better, both personally and business, 
it was absolutely phenomenal and as a group we enjoyed every single minute together and what i found like like a lot of things in life if you're in a small group like that or you're in a team and everybody wants to do things in a different way they're open to new ideas they're open to change they're all doing it for the right reason uh, that's it that's an absolutely tremendous environment to be in so we were all on a high after the uh, two-day event we had uh, we all said goodbye on on the last day uh, hopped on our on our various different flights home uh, and the few days after I was going my what an experience that was just like the financial planning thing has been good over the years but this is just another level in terms of what I've learned and what I can bring to my clients so the next question was okay will I go on the the more kind of advanced stage which was known as the evoke training uh, via the kinder institute which is a five-day event usually done in the south of england dorset and that was all set for april 2020 so bear in mind this is late february and going right this is five weeks away um we don't know what's going on we, we know we know uh, at this time you know this covid thing doesn't look too good but i basically had a chat uh with my wife orla she could see how excited i was how, so how enthused i was for myself my business to do this so she gave me the seal of approval said i look after uh, our young daughters and i was delighted uh, really happy and looking forward to uh, the whole thing put the booking down and all that goes with it and as we all know covid19 sort of developed and got spread more and more and got more and more scarier as the weeks unfolded so uh, i and the rest of the group probably i'd say there was probably six of us in total we were all set for that uh, more and more unlikely that we were going to england in april uh we were we were waiting we were you know anxious about it i suppose because we had such a good start an exciting start and we were all keen to uh to uh continue on with our development and we got an email then in i would say late march to say okay well we can't do it with everything going on we can't do it face to face or a live session but what we what we intend on doing is doing a four-day event and we'll do it online i remember probably like a lot of people in the group i was just so thankful i was so grateful that i was going ahead i really was absolutely i like everybody else wanted it to go ahead in a live way where we could sit down with somebody and shake their hand and have a cup of coffee with them and all that kind of stuff but it wasn't to be and um as i said it was just a relief that i was going ahead um the few days leading up to it i would have said i like um everybody in the group the trainers included from the kinder institute were probably a little bit apprehensive as to how it might go how effective it might be but all i can say is the four-day event was absolutely fantastic a broader a broader our knowledge our skills our resources our learning to another level um, as I touched on briefly there a couple of minutes ago, it's not just our interactions with clients, it's our interactions with family and friends. We just learn so much as a group. And I was so, so grateful and thankful for the experience over those four days in, in the middle of, of course, all the negativity that was going on in the world uh, on the back of COVID-19. So 
that was uh, let's say phase two completed in the uh, in the first week of April, and the next uh, stage for consideration was: Did I or anybody else want to go on and do the six month mentorship program from June to December, which would ultimately lead to the registered life planner designation? So I, at the time, personally had a lot going on. I was in the middle of the CFP, Certified Financial Planner, two modules that I was doing at the time, investments and pensions, family life is always busy. But I said, listen, I've came this far, I'm gonna go ahead. It's a lot of work. Um, the RLP, the mentorship was a lot of case studies, uh, reviewing case studies, feedback, uh, role plays, group days, there was a fair bit of time and deadline dates thrown in. But what I would say is I really, I enjoyed every bit of it because like anything that you, you enjoy in life, it doesn't feel like work at all. Other things absolutely can feel uh, stressful, hard, something you don't want to do. But I have to say in all my stages with, the, uh, with my learning on the life planning and the ultimate uh, RLP, I always found it um, so invigorating. So, so like just enjoyed every minute of it and it didn't really feel like work at all. So as a group then, uh, we approached December 2020 after six months together. Well, after, after 10 months together, really. And um, we, all, uh, we all got to the finish line and I uh, received my registered life planner, the first registered life planner in Ireland. I was so proud. I still am proud. Um, I've had great successes over the years. I've had failures like many of us, um, but as in terms of successes, um, both personally and professionally, the RLP really stands out for me because I enjoyed it so much and I can see that it is the future of my business and it is the best way possible to look after my clients by combining the life planning with what I already know with my 20 odd years experience in the financial kind of landscape. It is combining it all together and ultimately being able to deliver a financial life plan to our client. Um, that is the story of my last year or so in the journey in becoming um, a registered life planner. Um, I, it's great that I'm the first one in Ireland. I hope there's many more that follow me. All uh, I would like to uh, finish up and say now is I wish everybody out there all the best for the year ahead, 2021. Yes, we've got uh, challenges ahead in the middle of this pandemic, but uh, I can only see brighter and better days ahead. And I wish um, you all continued success. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Life Without Limits with Rory Brazel. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please like and subscribe on the platform that you have listened on. You can find out more about the work that Rory does on his website, www.brazelfinancialplanning.ie. Join us next time on Life Without Limits. Thanks for listening.